What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting. We've all had our children melt down for a bunch of reasons. The junk toy you refused to buy, or because you just looked at them wrong. Today, Warren shares with us about his bad day, and we look over the material out there on how to reverse course on a bad day with our kids, along with how to adapt and change a situation for the better. Stick around and listen as two flawed dads try not to screw up their kids too bad. Warren, hello. Hey, Graham. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, it's been a bit of a rough day in our house today. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, not something you, you can't come back from. It's just just been a little bumpy. And, uh, you know, it, it started off right from the very beginning of the day being a little bumpy. And I kept thinking throughout the day, God, why can't I change course? Like this, the day is off the tracks. How can I get the day back on the tracks? Where is that magic time machine button where you can just go back? Yeah. You know, it started off with our, our middle daughter buying something on the computer. You know, we just did an episode on screen time and clearly my allowance of technology has bit me in the ass today. (laughs) Um, you know, because she had memorized the password that she needed in order to uh, to be able to actually purchase, you know, games on her oh, computer. God. And that was infuriating. But what got me, and this is an episode for, or a topic for another episode, but what got me is that she lied about it. Yeah. Right? And that set the tone for the day. And, you know, she shame spiraled and, and you know, because... She was now in a in a foul mood. It set the other girls off in a foul mood. And the day just collapsed in on itself. At one point, you know, Rachel's on the couch crying and I'm trying to console her, you know, saying we're going to get through this. This too shall pass, that sort of thing. Yeah. But what I really needed was the skills and tools to be able to try and reset the day. Mm-hmm. And so as I was going through this, knowing that we were recording uh, this evening... I kept thinking, God, this this would be a good episode where I could learn a lot from this one to put into practice because clearly everything I did today failed miserably with regards to getting the day back on track. Yeah. Digressing some that that password thing. Kids are experts at figuring out those passwords. I know For we've... Sure. It hasn't happened. I, I've changed the password once on all of our devices, iPads and things, right? Um, and uh, we're not at the level of sophistication where we have to be worried as like your kids are at a, another level, of course, because yeah. they're clearly uh, more advanced in terms of their, their scheming and age. Yeah, they're devious. Um, yeah. But our, our oldest, uh, there, she has now figured out the access code once again because she saw, she memorized what mom put in once and then now she has it yeah um so yeah it's it's a frustrating oh very I <laughs> it's have... a trust thing right and yeah you're like oh what do you do and well and they keep and they keep doing everything they can to kind of damage and destroy that trust and and i keep reminding them that we want to give them independence and the ability to make these decisions for themselves but that we can't do that when they keep taking away and, and deconstructing the relationship of trust that we have. And so today was just, today 
totally off the rails. And so I thought, um, why don't we do a little research, uh, as we have, yep. and come up with a few things that I could have used today and likely will need to use tomorrow because you don't have one bad day followed immediately by a good day. It usually takes a couple of days to dig yourself out of the hole that you've, that you've dug for yourself. <laughs> so, you know, these are these will be things that I'll put into practice tomorrow to try and get stuff back on track. And obviously, as a pilot project, it'll be interesting to follow up and, and see how things, what worked and what haven't for you. For sure. We've all had those moments for sure. Um, again, I think the differences that exist within the world is that I don't, the the spiral sides of things, um, I haven't hit that stage yet. So I can't particularly empathize that entirely because um, our, my oldest is not is not at that mature level where yeah. it's like I'm holding this grudge for the entire day yeah. and you will burn because of it um, type stuff. Whereas she's still six and I, I like, it's okay. A little bit of, I've had my moment, but now I'm back and yeah. I'm good to go. And there's uh, all is well in the world type yeah. stuff. Um, so the, the techniques that I've, I guess, developed or whatever it is, um, it has been more short-term stuff. It's right. like, whoa, whoa, like this is not regular you. What's happening here? <laughs> like you, you broke it somehow. What, like what happened? How can we get over it? And, yeah. then, and then usually everything's simpatico and move on. I miss those days. Yeah, at, at, at 10 years old, they can carry a grudge for a long, long time. It's really something that I look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> giving you a, a picture into your future. Um, I mean, you know, Navina, because she refused to pick up the stuff off of her floor, she screamed for over an hour, you know, just at the top of her lungs because she was bored because the toys were t taken away from her off of her floor. And you told me this earlier and I said it to you and I'll say it again. I respect the commitment she for a has, whole hour. She has her father's stubbornness. That is unbelievable. There I mean, is a they, reason that they call me Daddy Donkey is because <laughs> I am stubborn as an ass. And she has picked that up when run with it. She's got that trait in spades from me. So is there a way to somehow harness that stubbornness? Like, is it is this all, like, is the stubbornness all just the key is reverse psychology, essentially 100% of the time then? Is that one of the, the it's very tricks? very possible. I mean, because she has ADHD, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of the low arousal theory for ADHD. I have not. Please okay, explain. So, so low arousal theory is essentially that your brain doesn't create enough dopamine. Uh, for you out of most activities so you're constantly your brain is in search of of dopamine creating activities okay? okay and when you find something that creates dopamine for you you are almost addicted to it right like your 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 brain doesn't want to stop doing it so you go from a complete lack of focus as your brain desperately searches for dopamine yeah to a hyper focus where you you can't stop doing it because this you found an outlet or a um, something that is going to create that dopamine for you, okay? And so her stubbornness, in a way, feeds out of her her desire for dopamine. So that screaming that she was doing for that extended period of time 
She's doing it because it's create the activity is creating dopamine for her. Interesting. And so she'll stick with it. She'll hyper focus on that particular thing because it's giving her the dopamine. And it's very similar to myself, right? I, I hyper focus on things. It drives Rachel nuts. Like a few years ago when I was going to Japan for almost a year leading up to it, I hyper focused learning everything I possibly could about Japan for a year. And this is on a trip she was not coming with me on. You can imagine. I, I can't see anything problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine how that drove her absolutely nuts. Right. But the same thing is true with my daughter. When right. she gets into something, that stubbornness is essentially hyper-focused. So things like technology and, and when she gets into something, she's really into it. I was just looking up here, um, as typing away thanks to quick search Googles, <laughs> uh, the 10 best ways to increase dopamine levels uh, naturally, yeah. um, according to Healthline, which has the featured snippet in Google, so I'm not even going into their article. Right. Um, it says getting enough sleep, yep. exercising. ADHD, there's no sleep, right? Exercising, listening to music. Yep. She listens to Iron Wine as she goes to sleep. But this is the part that caught me was meditating yes. and spending time in the sun. Yeah. Um, I would, Vitamin boy, D. Just with yeah. the, the screaming side of things, I, do you know that it's the thing that creates actual dopamine? I don't know enough about it. It's, so that's well, why I'm it's, asking. Just, it's just an activity. Like it's, it's like an okay. exercise, right? Because that, that's the, to me, it seems like crack away, yeah, right? It's, it. it's been that day. It's that's that's that day. what's going to happen. To me, meditating yeah. seems like a, a wide departure from screaming for an hour. Mm -hmm. Like the, the I, actually, meditating, now that I'm thinking of it, it could be screaming for an hour is actually some form of meditation because as In a, a way it it's, is. it's really like, just it's concentrating like on one thing, yeah. right? And, and sort of blocking everything mm -hmm. out. Um, it's a, a wild way to meditate, but I suppose it is a form of it and uh, interesting. Um, so have you ever done any type of meditation family-wise? It's something that I would very much like to do. We have, we have I've tried. I've never done it. Before. We have tried. Uh, it's, it's very challenging. We've also tried affirmations and um, those sorts of things. Uh, it's, it's really difficult with a child who cannot sit still. Obviously, you know, learning to sit still and meditate is great. Right. But the process of trying to teach it is one of the most infuriating, you know, things you can possibly try to do. I, that's why I asked because I can, I can only imagine what it's like even trying to teach a child meditating uh, meditation without any type of ADHD or anything. I was like, yeah. like, I mean, to think of, of my six-year-old to think of doing some meditation, it'd be like, yeah, okay, well, you sat there for five seconds. That's a good job. That's an improvement from mm -hmm. yesterday's two seconds. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're being remarkably better uh, with that. So, yeah, I can only imagine. I just ask because I'm, I'm curious about it, yeah. um, especially if it is something that supposedly can do well it just uh... exercise is a big one we have way better days when we when we get more exercise in um and sunshine as well as is also a huge one so when so yay summer summer or or you know trips south right. are, are really important yeah yeah right but it's it's challenging when you live in a city that rains for six months of the year right oh does it oh <laughs> i hadn't noticed 
We're born and raised, though. It's it's interesting. Um, granted, the sun aspect of getting that yeah. for sure is is one thing. Do you notice the rain a whole bunch? I enjoy it. Drives Rachel nuts. I I love it. See, she's not from like no, Vancouver. she's from Nova Scotia. And Vanessa is uh, she's not born and raised here either, mm. so she notices a lot more. I don't. I only notice it because other people start to complain about it a little bit. And I'm like, oh yeah, I get right. It is raining quite so <laughs> There mm. are puddles out, yeah, all the time. That's right. Um, it just it, it's very interesting. No, to how, me, it uh, doesn't bother me at all. I yeah. I love it. I I find it refreshing. It keeps everything clean. Keeps everything green. Like it's it's everything good. You know the the reason that British Columbia looks the way it does is because of the rain. Right. Right, the rivers were carved out because of the rain. The salmon then came up. You get all this deposit of, you know, life on on what is essentially a giant piece of granite, right? With all the he salmon does it there geographic. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. he's gonna go on. <laughs> That's my soapbox. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's get back to the articles that you've researched so yeah. far. What have you come up with? So. The big thing about resetting the day is essentially asking for a do-over. And so they, they're looking for a verbal acknowledgement of the situation going awry and a request for a do-over. It's it's basically a request for grace, right? Um, what does that mean? Like you talk to the child or yeah. whoever it is and they're like, hey, can we... Just repeat this? Yeah, That's so the... it, it's it's basically saying that asking for forgiveness from your child for, for being the prompter of the day going awry models humility. And it, it reinforces the do as I do, not just do as I say kind of message that is, is so important for, for modeling, right? Okay. Um, it acknowledges your own imperfections and, and the... The interpersonal stuff that sometimes we carry with us. Um, Do they have any examples for what that means and how you actually have that conversation? Not really. It's it's more just have the conversation and and ask for for that's that a, forgiveness. That's the one thing I always find about these articles is great. Okay, let's. Hey, you know what helps is losing weight. <laughs> Right? Go lose weight. End of article. Right? Like, move on to the next tip. Like, okay, how do I do that? What do I do? I mean, that that's right. what frustrates me often about these things is that the practicality of asking for a do-over and, yeah. and what do you do? I mean, to each their own, I know, but give us something here. Yeah. I mean, they do have they do have a few little things in here, not like a, a script for an entire framework of a conversation. But one of the things they say is is when the kid is going off the rails, right, and your conversation along with it is to give them an opportunity to maintain their integrity by saying things like, I feel disrespected, try again, right? So rather than getting up in their face and telling them they're doing something wrong, you know, giving them the opportunity to course correct so that they can maintain their integrity and not feel like they're on the losing side of it. So not not making it a That's binary transaction, right? So, to me, I feel like saying try again. That's open. Like, I feel like that's opening up for a bit of a conflict there as well. Like, yeah. eh, 
try again. Well, I imagine if you make the buzzer sound, that that, <laughs> that really kind of sets it off. Yeah, perhaps. But, but <laughs> the fact of saying try again, I, I know for me, um, and I, I think this is maybe uh, what I have sort of done is in my own way, and I mentioned earlier, is I sort of had the conversation saying like, this is, this is not normal you right now. Mm-hmm. Something has happened. What is it that we can do to get back sort of that, I didn't say do over, but how can yeah. we get back to regular McKenna? Mm-hmm. Do we need to eat something other? Do we need to take some time to do something else? Like, what is it that we can do here to sort of jostle this? Yeah. And it's surprisingly effective. Um, again, a six-year-old though, so it's yeah. it's not. But I feel like it's something or other. Um, do you think she has a perception of what she's supposed to be like and, and what her regular personality is? Or is it just it kind of stops the moment that's happening right there and and grounds it? It's, it's an interesting question. I don't know whether she has... It works, okay? It has worked for us. So that, that being the key. Does she have an idea? I've never asked her what that is, but I feel like maybe I expand on this is not regular McKenna. Um, right. I wouldn't... I don't think that I would have left it at that. I may have said you know usually <laughs> things are a lot more calm and we're a lot more, like maybe i expanded on that in some mm-hmm. way i i don't know for sure um about that but i do know for sure i've said this is like what is it and right. and sort of attack it as sort of like a problem hey let's let's uh let's band together here and figure this out what can we both do because this is not fun for any one of us yeah <laughs> now i mean i get it May, I'm not devil's advocate. McKenna is a generally very kind and congenial child. Um, now, so getting back to regular McKenna is framed in in that she's a good kid. But if McKenna were a dick, would you say something different? Like, you know, let's get back to these character <laughs> traits that I actually want you to model, not... <laughs> the, the child that is constantly destroying shit. <laughs> okay, putting that framework, if, I, I don't believe. I mean, it. you're you're fortunate because you've got a really good kid, but not everybody has a naturally, you know, congenial and and kind child. Everyone has their. I mean, McKen's not hundred percent all the time. No, no, None no, of no, us of are right. Um, and I don't think that there's kids aren't dicks also 100% of <laughs> the time. That's Everyone, very, very fair. There yeah. are lots of moments, yeah. again, where there are what I would call regular whatever times, mm-hmm. right? Like calm and, and whatever it is. Like how can we get back to that sort of time period? Um, so maybe it's not saying regular McKenna sure. or I, whatever. I get it. It's using I get some it. type of yeah. choice. There, there has to be moments in time. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, then, oh, man, that's a... It's a tough war zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, for sure. Um, okay, so... So one of the other things they, they say in terms of the language is a simple let's start over or redo, please, can help gain some of that perspective back, yeah. right? Um, you know, that that's using those words to try and restart a conversation or restart a moment could be very helpful uh, in doing that. For both sides too, it's certainly. I mean, it's a spiral as well because, of course, if 
if they're losing their minds a little bit, it's hard to stay calm. I mean, we keep talking about that time and time again. Like, how do you, how do you take a moment for yourself, especially when there's some things that just like a glass breaks or something instantaneous, and how do you not flip your lid? Um, relatively speaking, I mean, go go above where your baseline sort yeah. of experience is, and what do you do there? Um, so having that framework, hey, can we have a do-over or whatever it is, it, it shifts both perspectives a little bit. Like, all right, let's let's all just step outside of this box that we're in and try and yeah. attack it from a different way. It's interesting. That's good. Yeah. There's another article here that, that kind of brings it back to, they say all behavior is communication. So that all the behavior we're getting, uh, they're trying to tell us something. So child is tired, overstimulated, frustrated, mad, lonely, scared, whatever it may be, you know, they're, they're modeling or acting out in a way that is expressing how they're feeling. And as a parent, just coming to the realization that they actually are communicating with us, but that we need to do a better job of recognizing what that communication is, reading body language, getting to the root of it. Well, the the book, uh, Danish Parenting Way, yep. right? Uh, reframing, you know, is, is so vitally important when you're mm. going through one of these situations. Um, but is can be so challenging to do at that, at that time. Yes, I agree. So um, the next thing, obviously staying calm, but we've talked about this a lot. That's, that's one of those things that is uh, easy to say afterwards. I, I would have How to say... How are you doing? Do you think... With all our conversations yeah. about that, do you feel like you are able to get stay a little bit more calm uh, overall? 80% of the time. Getting better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge improvement over before. Um, What's worked for you so far? That's a good question. I, I think recognizing that the way I was behaving before was really shitty is probably a big part of it. Yeah. Um, the brain training stuff that I've done, I think probably plays a role in it. The neuro neuropsychotherapy, uh, where they've been yeah. retraining my brain waves, uh, probably plays a role. Do you, I mean, do you notice uh, things happening with that? The, the brain psychotherapy, th- like, is it, is it something measurable that you can actually feel better after a certain period of time? From what they're telling me, yes. So, okay. you know, they, they do a baseline reading and then they do update readings, that sort of thing. So reassessments. And they've certainly noticed that my brain waves have changed because of the training that I've done. Okay. Um, and anecdotally, Rachel has noticed, right? She has noticed that, I don't, that I don't tend to hyper-focus as much as I used to. Um, I'm more capable of staying calm through challenging situations. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still far, far from perfect. I am the model flawed dad, but uh, I'm, I'm a hell of a lot better than I was before. That's, you know, I I knew enough today when everything was exploding um, downstairs in our house, I knew enough not to go down there and put myself in the middle of it because I, I knew that 
it would not be, I wouldn't be able to help resolve it. All I'd be doing is throwing gasoline on the fire. Right. So I walked downstairs. I looked at Rachel. I put my arms around her, gave her a hug and said, we will get through this. I would love to help you, but I know that I'm not going to be able to add anything to this right now. I'm proud of you. You're a great mom. You're doing an amazing job. Wow. And just turned around and walked away. I'm sure she would have loved for me to be capable of helping in that situation, but I recognized who I was or who I am and that it would have, it would have been significantly worse if I had tried to step in. It, it, there is something different for sure when you are outside of the problem. It, it's almost like what you if, if both parents are around or if there's something else, it's almost like if there's a way to like tag, tag them out. Yeah. Right? It's like, hey, the situation happens like I'm in no position here. Like you got to switch in yeah. and, and handle this because you're not – you're not that snap like decision making moment, right? It's like I'm out here. Let's let's bring in the the cool ref that's been you know, yeah. for a while to be able to balance things out. Which is which is exactly why this morning when when Allie, you know, was was buying stuff on online that she shouldn't have been, rather than me dealing with it on my own, knowing how angry I was that she had just lied to me. Yeah, I brought her up. And sat her in front of Rachel and had her explain what happened to Rachel. And I was able to sit there calm and just say, well, you know, you've lost access to your computer. Right. And rather than what was going on inside of my head, which was a giant tsunami. Right. Of five alarm bells. Oh, God. Like call the whole city's fire department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things were burning down in my head. Um, But I managed to not display that. Yeah. Which is in, so incredibly important with Allie right now, given that yeah. her shame spirals when she's feeling bad about something leads her to suicidal thought. Right. Right. I had to. I had to make sure I was managing that, and by tagging Rachel in, not to you know force Rachel to deal with the problem because I'm not, you know, I'm not an absentee father. I don't mm-hmm. just abandon it, but to to make sure that I had the support to stop myself from doing something that I knew would only make the situation worse. Well, congratulations. That's, I mean, that's real progress, I would say. I mean, it's, I, think I mean, so. yeah, I mean, maybe they'll have that conversation, et cetera. You got to feel good about that. Um, overall. I do. I mean, I do. Yeah. As much as today sucked, it, it sucked a lot less than it would have six months ago. I'm remembering something that you said a, a while ago as well, just about, um, dealing with some of these things that are going on with you and, and saying almost back to that Danish way of parenting yeah. and, and sort of looking at it like, Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm glad that things are coming up now um, mm-hmm. than later in life and, yeah. and et cetera. And, and trying to take that same approach with, you know, these situations, this too shall shall pass type stuff. And, forcing you to really um, have a, a real mental focus on trying to modify like when you when you're more emotionally involved in terms of having some type of outcome when there's something in it more um, that drives you to something other than change happens yeah. a lot faster yeah um, 
I'm being forced to run Ironmans years before I have to run a marathon. Exactly. And and so I'm I'll be well well in shape for that marathon when it comes up. Yeah. One of these articles that I have here about 10 ways to uh, teach kids to be calm, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them, the headline uh, uh, parts of the article is never problem solve when emotions are high. And I, certainly, I mean, it's all too apparent when you're dealing with a two and a half year old and, and temper tantrums are flying off the handle there. Uh, and there's just no point in trying to do anything at that point in time because their just rational brain is nowhere in the stratosphere. Yeah. And um and it's a good indication of what it's like as a test subject mm-hmm. of what it's like across the board. Um of trying to like, all right, like I guess there isn't any point in trying to deal with this at this point in time because yeah. there's no lesson that's gonna be had. But that's so hard to so do. So hard. So hard to take a step back and and return to something when your emotions are running. Yeah. And because we're so accustomed to when your emotions are running to want to to deal with it right then. Like your emotions are saying, we have to deal with this right now. As fathers as well, I think it's even more of a like, hey, we fix problems. That's right. This is a problem right now. Let's fix it Mm -hmm. immediately. Because this like, then we can all just move on with our day yeah <laughs> let's fix this now we're good let's move on yeah. on to something else and uh oh, emotions i was i was talking to rach about that today and um so we both we both see a therapist together and then rach sees one on her own as well and i was saying to her what what does your in a moment where she was particularly vulnerable and everything i said what would what would hillary her, her therapist say that you should be doing right now i said i should just be uh, removing myself from the situation, accepting that this is not a, it's not a statement on my skills as a parent, uh, but that it's okay for me to feel these emotions, but I need to not put the emotions on the kids, right? So being able to accept that she was sad and angry and frustrated and all those sorts of things, and that it's okay to feel that way, right? Allowed her to be able to walk away from the situation. Whereas if you felt like it wasn't okay to feel those those sorts of things, you would want to remedy that situation right then, knowing that yeah. you were in a in a bad space that you shouldn't be feeling that way. But accepting it and being able to go, okay, it makes sense that I'm angry, right? But that anger shouldn't be directed towards my child at this moment. Yeah. It should be thought through and expressed in a way that they can actually fix the situation when I know how they can deal with it. Have you had the, I hate you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. Rachel gets it. That has to be, I'm trying to think. I feel like I might have gotten one of those before mm-hmm. and it, it carves deep. Yeah. And that's, and, and how do you not snap react to that a little bit in terms of like, man, you are really, I know you don't you don't mean that. You're just so yeah. pissed off right now. But how do you not know that it like oh that's that's a tough thing. Yeah. I can I can empathize uh that one hard that with. one certainly hits deep with, with rage. I it would, I don't it would seem anyone. to get that one. But if you did, yeah. right? Oh, it would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that'd be really tough as a parent given how much you put into your kids to have them 
be that malicious. Um, I think my one of my biggest challenges is that I I don't feel as though my kids in particular are grateful for the situation that they have. Right? Mm. They have a good life. They have two parents that care incredibly deeply about them. Um, you know, they're they're never wanting for anything um, other than more technology time. Um, right. And you know, they just they don't appreciate it, and I'm not sure how to show that to them. And that's that creates a level of frustration that you know days like today kind of spill over. Yeah, you have uh, maybe not a every night, but you do have times at dinner time, as I remember, yeah. where you talk about times of being for. great. What you're grateful yeah. for has that helped at all? No, I, I the girls have kind of figured out what repeat answers they can give to yeah. to get through it. And I remember. Sorry to interject. Yeah. I, I remember reading or seeing or anyways, um, talking about more um, maybe shifting the gratitude side of things of being in the moment of things and okay. just recognizing. I, I think what triggered me was more about like candies and, and or maybe treats or, or things that sort of come and go mm-hmm. often. It's like, wow, isn't, isn't this a really neat special treat that we're having ice cream mm. at breakfast <laughs> or something, yeah. right? Like just be aware and acknowledge the fact that this is not a normal thing and isn't it a really neat thing right now? Yeah. And so that it's not like I forget about it later in the day. It's, you can almost bring it back. Hey, remember we had this great, like it's, yeah. it's everyone's acknowledging like, wow, what a, a neat time. Um, I haven't done it a whole bunch. It's one thing that's in the back of my head about um, trying to do, but maybe that's something that yeah. actually would work Certainly, out is, I, is uh, that. I definitely try to do that. So in an attempt to get Allie kind of back on track today, I took her out with me to run some errands, right? As an example, going and getting some groceries, that sort of stuff. And I let her pick out something that I knew her mother would absolutely hate that I did, Right. But she wanted, so I let her get some, like, Kool-Aid Tetra Packs. Okay. The, like, drinks. And I know, I knew the second that Rachel saw them, she'd be like, what are you doing? This is all food coloring and sugar. (laughs) Like, what the hell? But, you know, it was, it was something special that I was hoping, uh, Allie would, would really appreciate and it could kind of get the day back on track. But as we're driving back to the house... Um, you know, I, I was asking her some questions and, and, you know, aren't you excited to have this drink, you know, that it's, it's unique. It's, uh, it's not something we get to have all the time. You know, don't you think that this kind of shows how great some moments in life can be? Okay. And she read right through me. She's like, dad, is that why you're doing all this? Cause you're trying to convince me that life can be good. It's like, no, but don't you think that it can be? And she just saw right through me in terms of me trying to kind of get her back on track. Right. And I I wouldn't say that it derailed the day. I mean, the day definitely derailed after that. Yeah. But she, she was smart enough to see through my, my kind of uh, trying to massage it into a better situation. Yeah. 
it's interesting that that ta- going into that route and and so she still I mean, you call it see right through yeah but still didn't necessarily look at that like yeah okay it's see it through it or not the fact of the matter is that it's still great yeah you got something like that's i i think i think my kids are are way too much like me in that they would rather have power over the situation than anything else. Like they're willing up to give up the reward in order to, in order to have control. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a problem. You know, it's funny when you see so much of yourself in your kids and traits that you might think are positive in you, but are incredibly challenging in your kids. Right. Um, it, it really is that whole, uh, nature side is is very interesting so there's one again this is another google article talking about uh the three simple three simple words of uh what to essentially think of rather than uh, when a child says i hate you okay and it's to refocus um every time that they say i hate you you need to hear i need you Okay. And they said, basically, it's really that simple. Um, And uh, if you keep focusing on that, they're frustrated in some capacity and just thinking that, I need you, I need you, I need you. And to just be focusing on that in some regard, I guess guess. that's a secret. Yeah. I haven't read the whole article, but that's that's the snippets of it. And it's, again... It's just another tactic, I guess, of yep. reframing, right? Um, is not taking it, going in the emotional side of things, just right. trying to reframe it yourself and, and listen to something else. Uh, okay, yeah. You need me. Yeah. Right? I hate you. No, you need me. Okay, yeah. Cool. Right? I'm yeah. here for you. It's probably better for your psyche, too. Yes. <laughs> it's so, got to, yeah, it's got to do something. So a couple of things here. That I, I read about um, other ways to kind of get a day back on track is reconnecting physically. So it says kids often need physical refueling to feel connected. And so you can reconnect by hug or uh, snuggling on the couch while you're reading, those sorts of things. And then getting that into uh, back into sync by using play with your child. Because kids, mm. you know, will seldom reject you know a, a, a session of play so younger kids that might be getting on the floor and, and playing with them older kids maybe it's playing a video game with them or going out doing some sports and exercise that sort of thing but breaking away from the things that you're asking them to do yeah. and just saying hey let's let's go do this so as an example what i could have done today with navina and probably should have is just said okay let's just go for a bike ride right and and using that exercise which is dopamine creation and that sort of thing and and um using that to to reset the day um obviously i didn't do that otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation but that's definitely something that i may try tomorrow yeah if tomorrow goes off the rails yeah or and so what if it's raining i would vancouverites you know okay rain or no we could still go for a bike ride (laughs) i just taught i mean it's 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 not snowing yeah (laughs) inside what else could we do type stuff or yeah. um and now would she be open to that in in a state of being so frustrated um 
I think so. I think if if it was an alternative between cleaning up her room and going for a bike ride, she would go for the bike ride. So you'd present it as two options. What do you want to do? Do you want to go for a bike ride or do you want to clean up your room type stuff or just propose it as if, hey, let's go for a bike ride? I, I probably I probably wouldn't give the binary option because it's likely to lead to that stubbornness that... Yeah. that I have to fight against. I'll take a third option. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would probably say, hey, let's leave this for a little bit. Let's go for a bike ride. And and that would likely work. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, paradigm shift seems like always the case. I mean, yeah. my two and a half year old, it most of the time works when she ends up hurting herself, quote unquote, hurting herself, right? And getting upset when you know it's really not that bad of a deal. Yeah. Um, I know that I would I usually end up doing is I ask she'll maybe fall and hurt her she'll be holding her hand or something, right? And so I'll go up like, oh my good oh you hurt yourself. Oh it, did you hurt your shoulder? Did you hurt your knee? Did you hurt your butt? Did you hurt your nose? Did you hurt your hair? And and so no no and then eventually it turns into yeah. laughing yeah. and something. Did you hurt your belly? Oh, let me look at your belly. Is mm-hmm. it that, that hurt? And and just changing the of what it is they talked about, and then that calms her down that much more. Yeah. Um, not dismissing that she hurt herself, right? You're you're recognizing that she hurt herself mm-hmm. by by asking, did she hurt a million other things? Yeah. As well, um, which seems to work quite well. Probably not so much for a ten year old, but. The idea is, I guess, somewhat the same thing. Is that you're trying to shift away, yeah, and change the focus a little bit on on what that is. Take a step back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I always did that with the uh, okay, let's cut it off sort of, sort of thing, right? <laughs> right. And and eventually the kids would just go, Dad, you're never gonna do that. I was like, Yeah, because you won't let me. <laughs> and it, and it was it was that distraction that would yeah. kind of help to to get through things. Um, so I'm looking at another article here. The number one idea for how to uh, how to reset the day. Uh, they say get in the car. I don't know about you, but the car for my family is pure chaos. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That that just that doesn't sound right to me. Packing my three daughters in, sitting side by side when they're in a foul mood. No kidding. Just yeah, tight pick, quarters. Yeah, this is you, you know why why dynamite is so effective? It's because it's packed so tight. Like <laughs> you're literally creating TNT with my three children That's by right. packing them all in a car. So I I'm not sure I would suggest that one. Um, no, that seems. Hmm. The next one they suggest is make something easy for dinner, right? Okay, I get that. You know, parents that can help them to get back on track, but I'm right. not sure that helps to get the kids back on track. Hmm. Um, Pass. Yeah. Uh, next. It seems like article fillers. Yeah. Take take a take a timeout. So um, yeah, I agree with that one. As a parent, taking a timeout is. Is a good idea. Um, it sounds like a good idea. Only really well. Uh, it's only possible when kids are older. I'd say yeah. where you're able to like, all right, you're be able to be autonomous, something like that. Taking a step back from kids that are I don't know, below six, it's like, okay, I'll leave, but 
I'm going to come back to some whole lot of mess that you know, like this is not worth it. Right? The the flower has been opened and just yeah. dumped all over the floor yeah. and you tried to make your own Well, I imagine I imagine the caveat to that would be, you know, make sure that the situation is safe before you take a time out, but yeah. But if you take a time out and you just leave any room for any parent yeah. that oh, knows yeah. kids, yeah. they get into something like they yeah. end up on the counter in a blink of an eye and they're you know, it just anarchy a lot of times so, if you're not around. So the next one they say is just add water. So speaking of showers, throw your kids in one. And speaking from right. experience, this is not a great resolution. Like um, toss them in the pool or something like that? There's a thing? Well, I mean, you know, I have been having a angry debate with one of my daughters about whether she was going to have a shower or not the day this was a particular day that was off the rails and i gave her a countdown and said if she did not she was going into the shower with her clothes on okay um needless to say she did not comply and she went into the shower with her clothes on all right uh that did not put the day back on the rails Mm. that was um that was very much you know packing dynamite even tighter okay that was a very bad idea so yeah for anybody who's considering that, uh, don't do it. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, it just ruins things even more. She was so mad at me. Um, it, it's it's just not a good idea. So if you're if you're gonna do that, make sure you've got their consent for them to go into the shower. Or I, I would say just add water would probably be better with you know sprinklers or something like that. A a distraction. I think about um, drink a glass of water because they no, maybe they're, they're, they're talking. They're literally talking about showers. Like speaking of showers, throw your kids in one when you've run out of activities and the kids are bored. A little water activity always seems to do the trick. A shower with kitchen toys, a bath with food oh, okay. coloring, so on and so forth. That's if they're bored. Okay. Yeah. It, so what is this article title then? Well, how how to how to reset the day? How to oh, reset weird. a bad day with your kids? So. Um, but then that's going off if they're bored to put them. It doesn't, it doesn't seem on yeah. path. And then the last one is is cleaning jobs. So yeah, um, well. <laughs> I mean that's basically the reason that our day went off the rails today. Other than you know starting the day with the kids buying stuff on the computer um, things, yeah. was trying to get them to clean up their rooms. Right. And so I'm not sure that cleaning jobs is really going to be all that helpful for me. That's definitely another topic that we can talk about is cleaning up rooms, et cetera. And there are neat freak, that's a bad term, but there are people who like to be a lot more neat. My wife is one of them. Um, I'm capable of ignoring uh, a lot more. And that's certainly open for a discussion too about right. what it is to do about keeping things. Because kids don't care no. whether their room is messy or not. No, I remember back... When I was until my... it gets to a, a point where they will stop going in it, right? Because of how messy it is. Yeah, my youngest daughter is at that point right now. Okay, she will not go into her room because she has created such a mess in it. And no matter the convincing that I try to do, she won't go in and clean it up. So, I... now do you think it's uh, to me? I feel like with the room cleaning, and we can. Yeah. It's probably that there's just so much mm-hmm. that the hurdle is too big that it's impossible to get over. Yeah. 
you know, and to break it up a little bit more. Well, let's work on this or we'll work on this together. Maybe that's something, but another day, another day to talk about. Yeah. Is definitely. there anything else in some of the other articles that you said that you no, want think, to talk about? I think about? we've pretty much covered everything. I, I think, you know, if I were to pull out the keys is, is verbalize and, and be uh, humble um, accept fault for, for the day going off the rails. If it is your fault. Um, I think even if it isn't modeling that sort of humility is probably a very good thing with kids and, and a good teaching experience for them to accept their own responsibility for it. To a degree. I, I know for myself, I've heard my, my wife before say, apologize for certain things or, or sort of taking ownership. And, and I, I bring it up sometimes. I don't think you should be apologizing for the situation because it's, I, well, okay. it's, it's both sides. I, I, I'm going to take ownership and say that most of these situations could have been avoided if I hadn't created them by either picking a battle that right. I didn't need to fight, yeah. um, getting overly concerned about something that, that really didn't warrant it, um, putting demands on my kids that you know, probably weren't needed. Um, so I, I will say that 90% of the conflicts are, are likely created by me. Right. Okay. Fair. So, um, you know, I should probably be taking ownership over them. <laughs> now, I mean, they're they're going off the rails because of that, and, and they have to learn how to, to cope with situations that they don't like. But uh, at the same time, I... I and it takes some ownership over yeah. over the fact that I, I don't always do the right thing at the right time. Well, good. We'll, we'll circle back to this next week or the week after or so just to see how things are going in Casa de MP. Sounds and, good. And uh, go from there. So thanks for sharing. That's great. And, and uh, hopefully everyone took some value from this. And uh, let us know if they have any tips at all out there that work um, for calming things down in your household. That would be uh, we'd great. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, we're always listening. We'd uh, we'd love to quote you in our next episode too. Please check us out. Uh, we have a whole bunch of social media stuff. Of course, it's in links of everything. Um, if you have gotten this far and uh, have not subscribed to our podcast, please do so. Um, obviously, you get notified when we come up with something new, which we try to come up with at least two times a week now. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye.